welcome to the Sport to Your Success podcast. My name is TJ Dow and I believe we all have a bright spark inside. When you find yours and light it up, not only do you light up inside, and that feels amazing, but you light up the world around you as well, allowing others to feel that amazing too. What a great gift to give, not just to yourself, but to those people around you. The Sport to Your Success podcast is designed to bring you a little inspiration, a little bit of insight and some positivity to your day. Welcome to this episode for young people and the young at heart as we continue in our series about sexual and gender identity. The purpose of this series is to give young people who are from the LGBT plus community a voice, to provide young people who are questioning an opportunity to learn from those young people who've already embarked on this journey and to provide a bank of resources to help both young people and parents to get the information and support that you need on this really important aspect of life. In today's episode, Taishan, my gorgeous daughter, who identifies as lesbian, is interviewing another beautiful girl, Carolyn, who identifies as lesbian with the pronoun she, her. It's an honest and insightful conversation about the relief, fear and pressure over coming out. They talk about stereotypes and labels, sexualization and sex education and how that could be improved in school for the LGBT young people. And there's some advice for parents if your young person is questioning and there's much, much more. So enjoy this open and frank conversation just as I did. Welcome, Carolyn. Tell us a bit about yourself. So age, where you live, pronouns, sexuality you identify with, things like that. So I'm just turned 22. I live in Staffordshire. My pronouns are like her, she, and I sexually identify as a lesbian. Okay, so obviously identify as a lesbian. Can you tell us a little bit about when you realised you were lesbian and kind of the journey that you've taken to get to that identity as well? I think I probably first realised like early high school, so maybe like year seven or eight, um, I don't know something it's something like that clicked like that straight away it was more like I didn't like have the same feelings as my friends did towards like boys or anything I was never interested in that so I don't think I realized straight away but with like social media and stuff then I sort of saw more exposure to being a lesbian or being gay or whatever and then it's sort of like developed in that way um so I don't I don't, didn't have a label for like a few years. Social media has made a big difference to like the LGBT community in terms of young people because there's so many more um influencers I suppose that are out and it's good to see that representation it can help you figure out who you are I think definitely yeah yeah definitely did you ever feel like you needed to come out? Obviously, you didn't have a label for quite a while. Um, when you decided on the label, was it then you started coming out or did you tell friends? Or um, The first people I told were like my close friends in high school. And I did feel like pressure to come out because um, like I didn't have any interest in boys or anything, like I said, and Obviously, when you're that age, you want to start, like, dating or whatever. But obviously, for me, I didn't want to date boys. So I felt the pressure to come out 
so that people know um, and not to keep it hidden as well. Uh, but obviously at that age, um, it's sort of scary and sort of whilst you're in the closet hiding, once you say it, there's no going back. So it's hard. Yeah. Were they anyone else out at school? Like when she came out, were there many people who were out? No, literally like barely any. There was one girl who was a few years above, like above us. Um, But I was at like a Catholic high school. And I think the other thing was, it was more common for people to know like boys who were gay or males who were gay or bisexual whatever that was like okay or like a bit more accepted or a bit more normal but a girl coming out as gay that was more like shocking and not heard of at all in school yeah definitely I can think of a couple of people in school who were out as gay but I actually don't know anyone who was out as a lesbian in school like thinking about it yeah you don't know anyone but it's weird isn't it that there's there was still like a stigma of being gay at school for men, but it just mm-hmm. wasn't spoken about to be a lesbian. Like it just different. Yeah, wasn't definitely spoken. not. <laughs> no. Weird. Did you come out to your family? At first I said that I was bisexual because I thought that was more normal. Normal. But um, then it just like wasn't spoken about really. It was just like, I said it and then that was it like I wasn't comfortable enough to talk about it really until years later um and now like I'm in a relationship so since I've been in a relationship that's only the time that I've ever like felt comfortable with it because obviously she's around my house and stuff so it is more normal now but before that it still felt awkward and uncomfortable coming out because obviously you said you did feel pressure to come out Um, And obviously you felt like you didn't have to hide things, which is completely understandable. Did you feel better coming after coming out to family? Like, did it still make you feel better, even though like you weren't comfortable with it really and you didn't speak about it? Did it kind of lift the weight off your shoulders a little bit? Yeah, there was some like relief. But I think just like personally, I still was like uncomfortable with it. And so it's such a big yeah like being comfortable yourself like it's all well and good you can say it to other people but Mm -hmm. you have to be comfortable in your own skin Mm -hmm. yeah I think that was it like there was like the relief and like a bit of pressure off like having thinking like oh I've said it now like that's it but the thing is as well like you don't just come out once yeah you do it all the time like over and over again and so I suppose when I first realised and first came out, maybe like I felt a bit of like relief or whatever, but it was still very uncomfortable. Whereas the more times you have to do it, I suppose you get more comfortable with it, don't you? Yeah, because coming out, like you said, it's it's not something you have to do once. Every new yeah. person you meet, you don't yeah. have to, obviously, but there's a likelihood that you are going to have to come out to every new person that you meet if you're in that kind of have that kind of relationship with them um so it's kind yeah. of a constant lifelong journey but like you said the more you do it the more comfortable you get doing it and the more comfortable you are in yourself as well and that's the main thing 
Exactly, yeah. So have people generally been accepting? Have you ever experienced any homophobia or anything like that? It is actually International Day against homophobia, transphobia and biphobia on the day of recording, coincidentally. Amazing. Um, So have have you ever experienced any homophobia? I think I've been quite lucky in the sense that generally everyone's been accepting and like lovely and uh, how it should be I've never had any like homophobia to my face but when I was in like the end of high school we were going on like like, a school trip and there was this one girl who was telling other girls that she didn't want to be in the same like room as me in case I was looking at her when she was getting changed and stuff and that obviously like circled back to me at the time I was a bit like I don't know like I would never like think of anyone in that way and I was just like she's really trying to flatter herself thinking that but it's um, that, isn't it yeah that, that's the only experience really I've ever had of it which is yeah like I'm very lucky to have such um like positive reactions yeah. with the people I've got around me have you obviously um you're in a relationship um mm-hmm girlfriend um have you ever like experienced anything because I know quite a lot of people like I don't know anyone directly but on social media and stuff there's been quite a lot there is still a lot of abuse against gay and lesbian relationships just on the street and things like that like are people fine like in public as they should Um, be yeah I think generally yeah um we're not very big on like PDA like public affection um and maybe that is linked to like I don't know like being anxious about or worried about that but like if we're holding hands or stuff we've never experienced any negative like comments or abuse or anything I'd say maybe like um when we went on a night out together once um some like weird creepy men were trying to like talk to us or whatever um like trying to like sexualize us and whatever but apart from that you know it's generally like how it should be positive experience the thing you said like obviously about men sexualizing you it's so that's yeah. such a big part of the conversation about around lesbianism isn't it because that's yeah. what it's like men will go and watch lesbian porn but like to see a lesbian couple like that's not real like that's just yeah like they don't they can't compute like I'm not I'm generalizing all men but like a lot of men and that type of man can't compute that like these women are in a relationship like they are not together for your sexual pleasure or any sexual pleasure like it's such a thing that's seen through the male gaze and just Mm -hmm. through the patriarchy is that like lesbians are only sexual tools for men basically it's frustrating yeah it almost like offends them as well like when you don't take an interest in them wanting to join in or whatever yeah exactly it is just male fragility and it is just Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a big feminist I go on about the patriarchy quite a lot <laughs> but it is, it is it's just the patriarchal society that we live in that I don't know they think that 
a relationship without a man isn't real, isn't valid. Like, it's very, yeah. very strange. Where have you found the best kind of support? Have you got any resources like online or is it just being your friends? Where have you found the best support? Um, I think at the like beginning of like coming out or sort of like discovering my like sexual orientation or whatever, I think social media played the biggest part because when you're at the stage where you don't feel comfortable enough to talk to anyone else it's a platform you can use and like this like behind a screen it sort of gives a barrier where you can talk about it but you don't feel like you're actually admitting it yet uh, I assume that's still a thing for a lot of people um, and there's like a lot of safe spaces online for the LGBTQ community but apart from that I'd say like with my friends definitely um maybe like friends who've also come out uh when I moved to uni in Manchester we had an LGBT society so that was really helpful and a really safe space as well and like attending like Manchester Pride as well that like really helps and like makes you really feel part of the community as well and like see everyone and like such diverse like groups of people and like celebrating who they are that's like really amazing I'm going to Pride this year Manchester Pride and I'm so it's my first time I'm so excited it's gonna be so good like you say to be surrounded by um people in the same community all celebrating who they are it's amazing yeah and it feels like surreal as well when you're there sort of like actually like celebrating who you are after you've maybe like hidden it for so long or really struggled to accept it or whatever yeah definitely and like you said social media as well um Mm -hmm. there are a lot of safe spaces on the internet where people of the lgbt community can talk or like share their experiences and that's so so important especially like like for me I don't have many people like close to me who are, are in the LGBT community and I never really have. So like social media has been really important for me to kind of validate my experiences almost and kind of find people who are, are going through the same thing. I think that's going to yeah. be for like a lot of young people who might not necessarily be out or don't have friends who are gay or lesbian or whatever they identify as to find people online even people that they might not know they just follow it's Mm -hmm. important and it creates such a big conversation as well that's so important yeah and even just like knowing that there's people who identify the same way that you do out there because where you're from like you say that there might not be anyone that you know who is gay or anything else like um so just on social media you're able to find people who identify in the same way as you do or or just different and even that has some comfort in it I think yes definitely and I think social media is such a good way of educating everyone not just people in like the LGBT community like I've learned so much um about like asexuality and um, being transgender which are things that I don't necessarily identify with but Mm -hmm. by following pages that start this conversation I've learned so much which is 
really helped me in kind of understanding who I am, even though I don't identify as those things. It's really helped kind of clarify my own feelings about stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's really important to kind of create a safe space on social media um, and mm-hmm. get those conversations going. Um, right. What advice would you give parents who may have children who are questioning their sexuality? Because um, it's not just kind of young people that do listen to the podcast. I think a lot of parents are going to be listening to this mini series um, and they just want to obviously understand and help their child um, with what they're going through. So if you've got any um, advice that you would give. Yeah, I can only obviously speak on my own experience, which won't be the same for everyone, but for myself, um, I would recommend saying, like, go and educate yourself um, around the different, like, identities or sexualities. Um, And, like, you just said that utilise, like, social media where it's a really great space that people do share that, that information. And once they know more about it, they'll feel more comfortable about it themselves um and then probably feel more confident in being able to talk to their like child like son daughter or whatever about what they're going through um and also to try and start a conversation about it which might really like seem awkward or uncomfortable but the more you talk about it the less uncomfortable it is and the the more normal it becomes and that's what it should be but to get there you have to maybe go through some uncomfortable feelings talking about it and discussing it and even if you don't understand to just listen and provide like a safe space and just let them know that you are there for them even if you can't understand Yeah, I think conversation and communication is so key. And like you said, it might be very difficult for parents to have the conversation if they don't know about the different genders and sexualities. It is good advice to kind of say to them, maybe go go and have a look, go educate yourself on what sort of things, what identities are out there so that you can kind of give the best support you can because it's hard to kind of give advice and be there for someone when you don't have any idea about the identities and there's so many websites and stuff that um that go through all the different sexual identities and genders because there are um quite a lot um but yeah you kind of have to have that base knowledge I think to be able to to be there for them so yeah that's really um what do you think needs to change in terms of LGBTQ plus sex ed in school? Because I don't know about your experience in school. Normal heterosexual sex ed was not not great, not very uh, educational, particularly. Um, so what kind of thing do you think needs to be included? What needs to change? In my school, like I said, I went to like a Catholic high school, so even straight sex education was not spoke about it was it was just like a taboo subject so I think there needs to be like an increased normality around sex education and that's includes straight sex education but also LGBT plus sex education because 
yeah, I think it's like really taboo in school and teachers feel awkward teaching it, but that just like carries on the narrative that it's like something to avoid and then once it ends up leaving people in vulnerable or dangerous situations um I think as well as like the physical health of sex education also the emotional part of sex education needs to be talked about and like other important things like consent and yeah I think there needs to be a big change in that in schools um I'd love to see like a shift in it especially just like getting it LGBT sex education talked about in schools that would be like a major first step but yeah there's definitely like a long way to go I think yeah no I would agree there's there's a long way to go with that I think the narrative that a lot of I don't even know who decides like people think oh if we talk to kids about sex they're gonna go out and have it more or like if we talk to them about like being gay and having having sex in an LGBT relationship, oh, that's that's gonna mean they have like they do it, and it's like kids are gonna do it anyway. <laughs> like we need to yeah. pay for them. Like I didn't until well, uh, probably in the past five years, I didn't know what dental dams were. Now that is like such a like you learn about condoms, and I think we learned about like female condoms. But that's mm-hmm. literally it like what about lesbian sex like you're not going to use a condom like the main thing there are dental dams yeah they're not taught about at all so if you were like a lesbian and you were having sex with another woman you don't know how to be safe like you would have no idea how to be safe and that's like you said you can get into that in terms of like sexual health is obviously that's putting your sexual health in danger but in terms of like consent like why on earth isn't consent taught in school because you can get into some really dangerous situations but sex is just taught from a very like clinical point of view isn't it it's just like this is this is what sex is you do it to make a baby and it's Mm -hmm. like that's not why a lot of people have sex like it's for obviously like the pleasure of having sex and that's not taught especially like female pleasure is not taught about at all no definitely not um it's not really I wouldn't say it's really an education at all at the moment or definitely I didn't experience any sort of education and um just going back to like what you said about like dental dams and stuff I learned about that through social media like how to keep myself safe um and also like about consent or the emotional side of sex I also learned all that through social media which I think like as much as social media can do harm there are also those benefits of social media especially when you're LGBT plus it's not just about like seeing other people the same as you but also that side of it like the education because you, you're not giving it in school definitely not yeah I think like you said it's the educational side of it you can learn so much that just isn't talked about in school like at all like I follow quite a lot of sex positive Instagram pages and like you like I learned about dental dams I learned a lot about consent um like there's so many things about consent well consent just isn't talked about at all in school whatsoever which is puzzling to me genuinely puzzling um but 
Like even the fact, like if you're if you're drunk, that's not consent. That is something that I learned through social media. That is something that should be taught in school before anyone's like before you're legally allowed to drink and go out. That should be taught in school because you can get yourself into really, really vulnerable situations and and not even realize like that wasn't consensual. Like I didn't I didn't really want to do that, but it's just brushed off as as normal now. And that's so not okay. No, it's not. I completely agree. So last question, um, if you could go back in time, what would you, what advice would you give to your younger self? Um, to accept myself, which is very easier said than done, to not try to fit in, don't believe you have to conform to any stereotypes and to take time to consider and explore who I really am and not just try to fit in or think what others or, or like care about what others think of me that's really good advice I just want to touch on actually um the stereotypes that you mentioned did you ever feel like pressure to to like fit into stereotypes because like with lesbians as well there are there are very specific like and you don't have to fit into them obviously but there are like very specific types of lesbian that like people kind of fit into did you ever feel pressure to fit into any of those I don't know if like I felt pressure to fit into them but I definitely thought at times like when I was younger I thought well I can't be a lesbian because I'm not butch or like a dyke like I'm really feminine I wear makeup I wear girly girl clothes I'm not into sports or anything like that and I thought I can't be a lesbian because that's not what lesbians are like and that was something that I took a while to you know that was a big thing in trying to accept that well I still can be I think that's why maybe I first came out as like bisexual because that seemed more fitting with what I was like and like more people would like accept that so that's something I struggled with for a bit but I think as you get older as well and you meet more people you might find yourself meeting people who are like you to sort of like validate your identity as well but obviously when you're young and it's something you're like initially exploring or discovering about yourself it's really hard when they're all very like stereotypical perceptions of everyone within the LGBT community but yeah I think like especially with like lesbianism there are really heavy stereotypes. I think it's partially as I've got older and partially me immersing myself on social media to like LGBT um like social media page and things especially like TikTok I used to just think lesbians like you were like butch they were mask that was that was how lesbians are I got on TikTok last year and there's so many like femme lesbians and I was like what like there Mm. there are so many femme lesbians out there and I didn't even I don't think I even thought that was a thing because I, I was bisexual up until um the beginning of this year and I just kind of thought like femme lesbians a lot of them would buy like Uh, do you know what I mean I hadn't experienced anyone who was a femme lesbian like every femme I knew was bisexual 
So it was yeah. very strange for me to be like, oh, okay. It like opened my eyes up. I was like, okay, like I don't have to be, I don't have to be masked. Like you, like you said, I don't have to be masked to be a, a like yeah. I don't have to be masculine. Like I can just be me. It was so funny because I um I sent my friends a TikTok. There was this TikTok that was like, what's what sort of gay are you? Like there's like these five types of, of like lesbian. And I somehow managed to be every single one of them. Like there was like a skater gay, a rainbow gay. There was like there was five different ones. And I was like, guys, how how am I every single one of these? And that was literally the other day. And I realized like I don't have to fit into this one category of like femme or mass like I don't have to fit into that like I can just be whatever I want to be and my identity as a lesbian is still completely valid yeah exactly and I think that's really hard to like like be aware of when you're younger because you think you do have to fit into a category um but also you might like some people might experience them themselves like fitting into one category but they then they become like those categories change and they might go between categories and that and that's actually fine like you don't have to like label yourself if you don't have a suitable label or something that sits right with you um it just like it doesn't matter you can just be whatever you want to be <laughs> like, it's yeah, fine. I think in school as well there's so much pressure anyway isn't there to fit in and then you add on like your sexuality on top of that which goes against heterosexuality when Mm -hmm. society is generally so heteronormative you go against that you're already trying to fit in and then you've got something else that sets you apart it's like yeah oh god I really need to fit in now because like I've got this extra thing and there is a lot of pressure to kind of label yourself which a lot of people do find comfort in a label I know I say comfort in um like a label recently trying to figure out what I was going through but also we don't need to put so much pressure on ourselves to fit in like you said you can just be you and that's that's enough yeah and also like those labels can change and you can change how you identify can change it's fine it's not fixed it's not permanent yeah definitely sexuality is very fluid Oh, well, I've loved speaking to you. Thank you so much for coming on. No, thank you. So, Taishan, another wonderful interview there with Carolyn. Uh, again, what's more, my usual question after we've done these interviews, what did you enjoy about that interview? What were your insights? What was inspirational for you? I, I really liked speaking to Carolyn because she's a fellow lesbian. She understands. <laughs> yes. Um, so it was really interesting to speak to her about being a lesbian yes. and her experience of it. Um, I think one thing that we kind of discussed that was important was the importance of social media. So yeah. she said that because the education in school is so poor, or at least was when we were at school, mm. she found out so much from social media so she found out about the emotional side of sex dental dams safe sex and consent they were all learned through social media so although don't get me wrong social media can be toxic it's also really helpful in a lot of ways and I think especially for the LGBT community there's so many spaces on there that teach things that people just aren't taught in school 
which is really important. It is really important. Uh, and it's nice to hear of a positive side to social media because, well, as you know, we do a lot of work with body image and stuff like that. And the social media can be so harmful in that regard. So to hear that actually uh, for the LGBT community, there's been a lot of positives and a lot of resources. So that's wonderful. Yeah, definitely. Um, another thing that we spoke about um in quite a lot of depth was obviously the fetishization of lesbians and how that's such a common thing because mm. it still is how her and her girlfriend were in a club and they had men coming up to them can I join in and all this like that is such a big part of being a lesbian like your relationships are just invalidated because you are seen through the male gaze and your your relationship isn't seen as valid because it doesn't involve a man and that mm. that is the patriarchal society that we live in another feminist rant but yeah <laughs> that 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 is how it is so it's interesting to hear her experience of that and another thing that I really related to um is when we spoke about stereotypes yeah. and about how Carolyn felt like she couldn't be a lesbian because she wasn't butch or she wasn't a dyke she wasn't mask she didn't she didn't portray the stereotypical image that you saw of a lesbian Mm. and that comes down to representation in media mainly um and no again no education really in school Mm. because she was so femme she didn't think she could be a lesbian because she'd never seen that before and although I am I'm not I'm not overly feminine really in the way that I present myself but that was the same for me that I thought well I'm gonna have to dress dress really masculine now or like (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna have to dress a certain way or act a certain way because that's what lesbians do and that's absolutely not the case at all but again that comes from I learned that through TikTok like Mm -hmm. I I only learned that through TikTok and through social media so again that's another positive of yeah of social media there fabulous thank you you have been listening to me TJ Dow and the wonderful Tayshan Dow doing the interviews here for us on the spot to your success podcast. Do join us in the next episode to hear more in this series about sexual and gender identity. And in the meantime, do give us a follow, leave us a review and share with everyone you know. Bye for now. Bye.